Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining us on the line now from Auckland is Jeff McTainch, a presenter for Sky Sport New Zealand. Jeff, good morning. Welcome to uh, Singapore and weekend mornings. Good morning, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Take us back a couple of days now and, and uh, with this uh, tragic shooting of the police officer in Auckland. Yeah, well, I remember the morning well. I uh, got up and, uh, and jumped on the, uh, the net to read the local papers, and it's not something that you expect to see. Police officer shot in Auckland, and certainly has been a sad uh, week and a few days that have followed. I mean, as you said in your intro, uh, since 2009, a police officer hasn't been killed in the line of duty in New Zealand. And in fact, since 1890, this young man was just the 33rd police officer to die doing his job. So it's certainly something that doesn't happen very often. He was a 28-year-old, Matthew Hunt from Auckland. He attended Oriwa College here. He went to the UK for a few years, studied a BA in criminology, uh, worked at the Auckland prison as a case manager too. So he really had dedicated his, his whole life to uh, law enforcement and you know, to die in such tragic circumstances has certainly been felt right around the country. Yeah, on the line with Jeff McTain, a presenter at Sky Sport New Zealand, calling in from Auckland. And, and Jeff, when this happened, as I understand it, the, the officer plus another officer were making a traffic stop. Give us a little bit more detail about what was actually occurring uh, when that shooting happened. Correct. So this happened in a suburb of Auckland, Massey, West Auckland. And as you say, it was a a fairly routine traffic stop. Matthew Hunt and his partner attended the scene after receiving a call of a car uh, in the area. They pulled the car over and the occupant of the car opened fire with a long barreled firearm and hit Matthew Hunt in the abdomen. And uh, the other officer was shot in the leg. They went to hospital with serious injuries. And as the car fled the scene, a bystander was injured as well, seriously too. So so that's how it unfolded. Police obviously descended on the scene, uh, the armed defenders squad. And for the hours that followed, the uh, suspect was at large. Uh, There was a a manhunt right across the city to find this person. They were eventually apprehended and uh, they appeared in court on Saturday yesterday. Another person was sought as well in relation to the incident. Police eventually found that person too. So now it's before the courts, but certainly, um, as the uh, superintendent said, the commissioner the other day, they asked their police officers to run towards uh, danger. And one of the heartbreaking things he said was that this young man won't be coming home. Yeah, of course. Uh, And Jeff, what is the status of gun laws there in New Zealand? I I know that they're very strict. Uh, Why would somebody, they said it was a long gun, I assume some sort of a rifle. Why would somebody be able to have that in their possession in New Zealand? It's a good question. Uh, certainly we do have very strict gun control laws here in this country and especially since the, uh, the terror attacks in Christchurch uh, legislation has been passed to, to make it even, even stricter for someone to own a gun in this country. But certainly there are still gangs that operate. As you can imagine, guns do get passed around in those circles. So yeah, there's no doubt that's, I think, probably where it was acquired. And look, there, there will be discussion to come out of this. The police are actually holding a, a press conference this afternoon to address the incident and, and uh, will answer questions from reporters. And no doubt there will be a section of the community that will be calling on the police to be better armed. But as I said earlier, I think if you look at the rate of, of the police officers over the years that have been killed on the line of duty in New Zealand, as I said, since 1890, uh, Matthew Hunt was just the 33rd. So I think when you look at those facts and those statistics, I think that would suggest that what the police in New Zealand have been doing uh, over 130 years has by and large been working. Yeah, and what is the what is the public reaction to this murder? 
Yeah, well, certainly, as I said, there, there's been an outpouring of, of feeling for the New Zealand police online. Everywhere you look, Facebook, Twitter, there's people commenting on, on, on the brave efforts of, of the men and women that do this uh, every day, um, selflessly, the selfless acts that, that they strive to do for the public. I know today around Auckland, a lot of church services, memorial services were held for Matthew Hunt. There's also a Give a Little page was set up for the police association. So those funds, I think it's is currently at around $15,000 will be heading to police families who have been affected by this and certainly Matthew Hunt's family too. So if people are willing to donate or, or, or check that out, I think you can head to the uh, New Zealand Police Association website and the details should be there. Yeah, we're on the line with Jeff McTainch, a journalist uh, based in Auckland, New Zealand for Sky Sport. Uh, Jeff, let's move on to COVID-19. New Zealand was the gold standard globally for uh, having no cases and getting rid of it and doing the hard yard and, and, and making sure that you guys uh, were COVID-free. And now uh, several cases have come uh, back. Uh, give us the update on, on what's going on. These are imported cases, as I understand it. Tell us what's happening there. Yeah, so New Zealand obviously had effusive praise from around the world that the government led by Jacinda Ardern, the Labour government, for the way that they handled the COVID-19 outbreak in New Zealand and effectively got the number to zero in May. They did always say that they prefaced everything that they had said with the fact that, you know, cases were still likely at some point in time to emerge. And certainly with the border and the way that that was operating, still allowing New Zealanders to return home. I think 60,000 have been through the gate since lockdown ended or the level four ended. So Mm. there was always going to be a risk of this happening. The issue of course, that we had. We had two New Zealanders return home from the UK earlier this month, and they weren't tested as required. They were granted a, a compassionate exemption to be with their father in Wellington to help him grieve the death of their mother. And uh, obviously, they went from that isolated facility without being tested. Now, that saw the government come in for a bit of a grilling from, from the media and indeed the public. Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, who has been in charge of the COVID responses, has stepped in and taken responsibility. The Prime Minister has appointed Air Commodore Digby Webb, Darren Webb, to oversee the operation now to to look at the isolation facilities. He's since ordered a uh, a comprehensive review, which I understand will be presented to the government next week. So they've taken a swift response. The current cases as it stands is uh, seven active cases in New Zealand, 1,500 confirmed uh, over the weeks and months, but seven as it currently stands. We have those two women who came from the UK, a man who who came in from Pakistan, a couple in their 20s and a young child who arrived from India and another woman who flew in from Doha. So they're all in managed isolation. And the new gold standard, I guess you'd say, of what uh, the government is expecting is for those that are in isolation uh, to be tested on days 3 and 12 of the 14-day isolation. And if they do not return a a negative COVID-19 test, they won't be leaving isolation. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, PM Ardern was calling it an unacceptable failure that especially those two women were able to travel some 650 kilometers while being positive with COVID-19. Apparently, they didn't come in contact with other people during that journey. So that's that's a good thing. But uh, it seems like yet a new phase, a new day for New Zealand in your fight against COVID-19 now going forward. Absolutely. And I think what people need to appreciate is that when you look at the way New Zealand has handled this pandemic or the outbreak in New Zealand, it is on a level that is almost unparalleled to any other country. So we have made good positive strides forward, but it is an evolving situation and it is a virus that certainly doesn't discriminate. It is everywhere and we just have to be vigilant at the borders. And I think, if anything, the cases that have popped up in the last couple of weeks is certainly a timely reminder that whilst 
some of the conditions around society have become a lot more lax. You're able to go to your bars, your, your stadiums to watch sport cafes. Um, we still have to be very, very vigilant, even if we are at a level one, to be reminded of social distancing, hygiene, uh, that type of thing. But uh, certainly it is fascinating. But I think um, the general consensus is we've done a good job, but the job's not over yet. Thanks to Jeff McTain, your presenter for Sky Sport New Zealand in Auckland, for the update on COVID-19 and the tragic uh, killing of that New Zealand police officer. Thanks for your time today, Jeff. You're welcome. Thanks, Lee. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.